Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. You're listening to Work Thrive, a podcast for ambitious women cultivating thriving careers. And I'm your host, Katie Glenn. So let's get started. It is almost June, and for me, that is, I don't know how I feel about that quite just yet, but it feels like time is going so quickly, but at the same time, it still feels like we have slowed down in many ways. I don't know, maybe that's just me, but I really wanted to hop on here and have a conversation with you about something that I've been speaking to my friends about quite a lot recently. And that's comparison. I feel like we need to have more conversations about how certain things, behavioral patterns or belief systems are truly affecting our ability to redefine work, redefine success for ourselves, redefine work for ourselves, and really show up for ourselves. And I truly believe that comparison is one of those things that hinder a lot of people and it can be a silent killer because in many ways people are really afraid to admit that they may have issues with comparison. It is human nature to compare ourselves, to be competitive. Um, It's survival instinct in many ways, but there is a line that when it is crossed, it becomes dangerous to not only our, our progress, but it becomes dangerous to our well-being and our mental health in many ways. And we can't have that. So I really wanted to like walk you through some of the ways that I found that comparison has held me back or I've witnessed the way that it has held other people back and what you can do about it and what I've been doing and how I've tackled areas where I felt like I was comparing myself to other people. Research has found that we overestimate other people's success and other people's happiness, and we underestimate our own achievements and our own happiness and our own success. 
because naturally we think that people are doing better than they truly are. And we think people are more happier than they truly are because we don't have full access to the story. Whereas with our own lives, we have full access to our ups. We have full access to our downs. We have full access to when things are going great and when they're not going so great. And so we automatically think that we're not doing as good and other people are achieving more are, or they're simply doing more or they're simply showing up better in one way or in one capacity than another. But the thing about comparison is we don't have the full story. It is an unfair reality and is an unfair game. What we often do is that we compare someone else's chapter 20 with our chapter two. And so I really wanted to like walk you through some of the ways I think that comparison might be holding you back. Um, And the first thing is a lot of us don't start something in fear of not living up to this perceived standard. And that standard comes from comparison. Um, One of the things I spoke about in episode four was procrastination and what it is and I detailed how one element of procrastination is that fear of failure or the fear of not reaching a certain standard. And so in our lives, we notice what someone else is doing. We may admire them. We may admire the work that they've done and how they've shown up. We admire their business acumen, all these things. And we make it the standard. And so instead of drawing inspiration, which is what we should be drawing from people that we admire, we make them and their lives and their success an idol. And so we walk around constantly, and I mean constantly judging ourselves and our work and our worth against others because we've made them the standard. And it's debilitating because the standard seems so unattainable. And the reality is in many ways it is because like I said earlier, we don't see the full story. No one is going to be able to do them like them. And in the same way, no one is going to be able to do me like I do me, you know, and no one's going to be able to do you like you do you. And so comparison really holds us back from taking that first step, whether that's in our work life, you know, in business or, you know, professional lives, we struggle to take the first step because we have made someone else's success and someone else's vision and someone else's life, this perceived standard that we have to live up to. And that is not true. The standard that we need to live up to is that which pushes us to be our best selves. And so the only thing that we should comparing ourselves to is who we were yesterday and how we showed up yesterday and how the business was yesterday. That is the first way that comparison really pushes us to not show up for ourselves. The second thing is you might be constantly distracted. You can't focus. One of the things that I've found, um, especially in this day and age, is that I have a love-hate relationship with social media. I truly love the way that Social media connects us, especially in times like this. You know, we still have access to our family and our friends and we can still share moments. 
But it's like a double-edged sword in that we have so much more access than we probably need. And it's not just our family and friends now. It is strangers on the internet. It's people that we have never met, but we have somehow made their lives such an imperative and such an essential part of what we do on a day-to-day basis. When you are constantly focused on someone else's grass, you know, when you're eyeing someone else's grass, you can't focus on your own because you can't feed what you aren't giving enough attention to. So you end up spending so much more time comparing yourself to this person went on this holiday, that person got this promotion, that person launched this business and what am I doing, etc. Because you've been scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and you've seen these achievements because you have so much more access to people's lives. The time taken to constantly distract yourself with scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and comparing and comparing and comparing could be spent, honestly, creating cultivating, strategizing, showing up for yourself, but because you have so much more access and it's so easy. You literally open the app, you're already logged in and you scroll and you see these people doing all these amazing things and you think, wow, what am I doing? Why haven't I done that? And that's time that you could really just say, wow, I'm feeling like this. I need to go do something. I need to go create something because this feeling is that I desire to have these things in my life. But what are you doing about it? If you're distracted, you can't focus, you know? But the third thing is comparison reinforces the notion that you can't because they did. And by that, I mean, you have these moments of everyone else is doing it. So you don't think that there is any room for you at the table. But it's really about honing your unique gifts. At the end of the day, if you walk down a bread aisle, what do you see? Bread from different brands, different types of bread. But guess what? It's still bread. You walk down the water aisle, what do you see? Water, different types of brands, or water is not equal, I tell you, but it's still water. How many coffee shops exist selling coffee? They may not all taste the same, but guess what? It's still coffee. Comparison tells us that you can't do it because they're doing it and they're doing it better than you and they'll do it better than you could ever do it. But There is always going to be someone who's probably better than you in one area, but there's always going to be something that you're great at. And it's figuring out what your unique selling point is. What is your unique gift? What are your unique set of talents and gifts and skills? Your unique personality? And what are you going to do about it? I truly believe that life is about figuring out what you bring to the table, not what everyone else is bringing to the table and how you measure up but truly about figuring out what you bring to the table and choosing to share that with the world. And so I wanted to give you some tips on how you can deal with comparison in your own life and how I've dealt with comparison in my own life. The first thing is you truly need to get 
intimate with knowing yourself. I say all the time, know thyself. Comparison is easy to sneak in when you are uncertain and unsure about what you bring to the table and who you are and what you have to offer the world and how you're going to show up for your life and what you want for yourself and how do you define success because you've been bogged down by everyone else's definition of who you are, what you should be doing, how you should be showing up. And the reality is if you don't define who you are and what you want, the world's going to do that just for you. And you will always feel like you're not measuring up quite to it, you know? And so you need to get intimate with knowing who you are. What do you bring to the table? Who are you? What makes you, you? You know, my partner always says that I'm incredibly unapologetic about who I am. And I'm unfazed by a lot of things, but that's because I've spent a lot of time working through who I am. And does that mean that I have full understanding of who I am? No, because it is a forever journey of understanding my gifts, my talents. But for the most part, I really, in this season of my life at least, I have clarity on who I am. And I know my values. I know my mission. I know my vision. And so I don't find that I compare myself to a lot of people now because I know that I know why I'm here. I know what I'm doing. I know how I define success and fulfillment and joy. I don't have to compare myself to anyone because my lane is my lane. My path is my path. My journey is my journey. And I'm forever committed to that definition. And that's the journey you may find that you need to go on. You need to figure out who you are. What do you want? How do you want to show up? What is important to you? What does your heart truly desire? What are your goals? Not goals that you think you should be pursuing, but what are your goals? What fulfills you? What could fulfill you? And when you have clarity on that, you find that this is my path and I will show up on it how I choose to. When you fully give yourself that permission to show up and truly embody who you are, there is no real room for comparison because you fully understand that we're all walking our own journey and you can instead celebrate other people and still celebrate yourself. The second thing is make it a habit to clarify context or quick comparing. If you cannot clarify the context of someone's life, and I mean have full access to someone else's life, and the dig here is you probably never will, and so you have to quit comparing (laughs) because context is so important. You know, we're all born into uniquely different circumstances and situations. We have different friends, different support systems, different opportunities, different resources, different talents, different skills, all these things. And so that is the context, the context of who we are, how we grew up, who taught us what, how we can show up based on all the things that we have learned. And one of the things that I really struggled with growing up was I used to compare my upbringing with everyone around me. Um, I felt like there were certain opportunities that I missed out on because of the context of how I was raised. And I found myself going into this season or this timeline of constantly comparing 
my story with someone else. And I had a moment or a couple of moments where I realized, wow, context, sis, like the way that your upbringing influences certain access in certain periods of your life is very different to someone else's upbringing and the certain levels of access and resources that they have. You simply work with the cards you were dealt. And there is really no point beating yourself up because of the cards you were dealt. See the cards in your hand and play them and play them to your advantage. And that's what I had to learn to do. I decided to play the cards in my hand to my advantage. A lot of the times when we compare ourselves to other people's lives, we don't really truly understand the context. We don't understand how and what and who they had to help them, support them in becoming the version that we see. How crazy is it that we compare our circumstances without clarifying their context? We don't really see the fine print of anyone's real success, do we? You have to clarify context. And if you can't clarify context, which for the most part, you probably won't, make peace with that and go play the cards that you were dealt instead of comparing yourself to someone else's hand, you know? The third thing is you need to put your blinders on. In horse racing, blinders or blinkers are... They're a piece of horse tack that prevents the horse from seeing to the rear and and in many ways also to the side. With eyes at the side, horses have an incredibly great peripheral vision. And in the wild for survival, that's great. But for racehorses, exposure to so much at once can cost a race. Blinders keep them from being distracted and from panicking or being spooked easily so that they can actually focus on what's ahead. That's a mentality that we also need to adopt. As women, we often find that we compare ourselves with other women, whether we're within the industry, whether within business, whether we're within the workplace, whether within our academia, all these things. We get so distracted from what is ahead because we haven't put our blinders on. If you're running a race and you're busy looking on both sides and you keep looking what is to the left, who is to the right, who is coming up on the left, who is coming up on the right, who's doing what on the left, who's doing what on the right, you have three potential outcomes. The first one is you're going to trip up. You're going to fall. Because simply you can't keep moving in a direction without focus and not trip. The second thing is you're going to step out of your lane. And in a race, you're disqualified. You're out of your lane, period. Really think about that. You keep looking from left to right. You're either going to fall. You're going to trip up. You're going to step out of your lane which will disqualify you because like I said earlier, no one can do you like you and you can't do other people like them. So you're going to be out of your lane, out of your area and zone of genius because you're trying to keep up with who's doing what. And the third thing is you are going to lose momentum and quite possibly slow down. 
because the energy you have spent looking left to right, right to left, left to right, over and over again, has meant that the energy you could have invested in doubling down, lasering focus on the end goal is now being spent looking about who's around and what they're doing and who's catching up and who's not and who's ahead and who's not. You're not actually fully invested in that end goal. And as a result, you've lost focus and you're going to inevitably lose momentum and you'll slow down. And the likelihood is someone's going to pass you and you're not going to be happy about it. You need to put your blinders on. You need to be so focused on what is important to you. And this goes back to knowing yourself. You need to be so focused on what your end goal is. You need to be so focused on what is ahead of you that you don't allow yourself to be distracted by what is around you. And the final thing is that I've certainly curated in my own life is if you are a social media user and you find that social media has potential effects on your confidence and self-esteem and and causes you to invite comparison then you need to assess your relationship with social media for me i i've always said social media is a highlight reel and the way that i really look at it is social media is an art gallery you know especially instagram i see it as an art gallery i go into the app looking for inspiration that's what i do i use social media as a source of inspiration so i go into it looking for looking to be inspired by something, not to compare myself, not to make anything an idol, not to see who's done what and to keep up with the Jonases. I don't, you know, it is an opportunity for me to find inspiration so that I can go and create what is important to me. Like any art gallery, when you walk in, you see the finished product. You see the curated product so that it can create a story and a feeling for you. But what you don't see is the hours of labor it took to really create something so beautiful. You don't see the backstory. You don't see the artist's full story. You don't see the agony that most artists go through. You don't see their life and their experiences completely in an art piece. The point of social media is that it is a highlight reel. It is curated to tell a story. And when you compare your personal documentary with someone else's highlight reel, so when you compare your personal documentary, life, complete reality with someone else's perfectly curated highlight reel, what you're doing is you're comparing two different things. You're not really exposing yourself and allowing yourself to understand the truth. The metrics don't add up. They're not the same thing. And so you need to spend some time to really, really assess your relationship with social media. And that is what I have done. I use social media very different now than when I did five years because my use and my desire and my need and 
my purpose, my purpose of using social media has changed. I go for inspiration. You need to think about why are you using social media? What are the benefits? How does it make you feel? And if you find yourself feeling low after scrolling through someone else's timeline or whatever, not only assess your relationship with social media, but assess the feeling and your relationship with that individual or that kind of lifestyle. What is it that makes you feel like that? And what are you going to do about it? Comparison feeds low self-esteem. It tells us that we're not good enough. And that is not the truth. We just need to define what good enough is to us. Outside of everyone else's influence, outside of what everyone else is doing, what do we want for ourselves? And what are we going to do about it? And how we're going to become those people that we are truly, truly proud of. And those women redefine their own meaning of success and redefine their own meaning of work and they fully show up for that. I really hope that was useful and I'll speak soon. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Work Thrive, the podcast. If you liked this episode, don't forget to subscribe, rate and review on Apple Podcasts as it allows other ambitious women like yourselves to find the show. And if you want to join the community, head over to Instagram and follow us at WorkThrive. Speak soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.